0: morning everybody great to see you um and yeah so good to hear all the stories and just different people taking part again it's just every week I'm like it this is so good this is what it is to be the people of God um we are in Acts chapter 9 today um and let me just read it straight off let's get on with it um Zeke spoke to us last week about um Saul's conversion, so on the road to Damascus where God broke in on this man who'd been persecuting the church like crazy um, and Jesus revealed himself to him and utterly turned his life around and now we're um, continuing with that story. So I'm going to read um, Acts 9 starting at uh, verse 19. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem amongst those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. After many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him but Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him, but his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he's, he'd preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. So the adventures of Saul, straight away, amazing things start happening with him. He's lowered in a basket through an opening in the wall and his adventures begin. And we know the rest of the story with Saul, that he becomes uh, one of the most powerful um, influences, I guess, on the on the advance of the kingdom and and the growth of the early church into Europe. He writes huge parts of the New Testament and all the rest of it. But the verse that I want to focus on this morning and take us to is not actually about Saul. It's about Barnabas, and it's verse twenty-seven. And he has this one verse part um, in the story. But I believe for us that this is really significant, and I want to um, encourage us really to be. Barnabases um, in our day and in our lives. And I think that's kind of what um, has already come out in many ways. I think I'm just confirming what God's already been saying and doing amongst us this morning. Um, it's just one verse here about Barnabas. We don't really know all that much about him. Um, we know a tiny bit back in Acts 4, you might remember, um, when it talks about the nature of the early church and how the disciples were all sharing. Um, their possessions and living together and being a blessing to one another. You remember that Barnabas came up then when he sold a piece of land and brought the money to the apostles' feet so that it could be shared amongst the um, the early followers of Jesus there in the church. Um, but that's really all we know up to this point, except we get this little glimpse of Barnabas here. Um, and the great thing, the thing that I love about this story, and it's the thing that has come out again and again this morning, I think, is that You know, it's both very, very ordinary. And yet the impact in terms of the kingdom and the advance of the gospel is incredible and extraordinary. So Barnabas does the most ordinary little thing. He tells a story about what has gone on with uh, Saul, what Saul's been doing. Um, He sees that Saul has been excluded from the rest of the followers of Jesus in, in Jerusalem. And he goes to them, he goes to the apostles and tells this story about what God has been doing with Saul and uh, really vouches for Saul and gets him included and uh, gets him recognized and accepted by the apostles in, in Jerusalem, which, of course, is the springboard then for Saul to, to go on, do amazing exploits and be so key in advancing the kingdom of Jesus um, through the rest of his life, but really, this point here and this tiny little verse and this one thing that uh, that Barnabas does is a huge hinge point in the whole story, uh, and it changes the course of the whole of history. He does this very ordinary little thing of going and vouching for Saul before the apostles, telling the story. It's an ordinary, ordinary thing you could easily miss it completely, and yet it has an extraordinary impact. on the the advance of the kingdom uh, in the days of the early church. And I believe that God really is speaking to us about that. I believe that this new era and the stories that we're beginning to hear now and the things that God wants to encourage us into in these days, they're, they're this nature, they're ordinary things. I think Colin probably said it earlier. They're ordinary things that we do day by day in obedience to Jesus, where we recognize something that God is doing, and then we respond in a way that seems so insignificant at the time. It must have seemed so insignificant to Barnabas, and yet the the shock waves in the in terms of the advance of the kingdom, and what that results in through the life of Saul, who becomes Paul, of course, is amazing. And I believe that that's what God is calling us to: to be faithful in those ordinary, tiny things in life, those moments where God says, "Oh, just do this, just say this to this person, just go and bless somebody with that, just tell this story here." Uh, this is that. Barnabas is just telling a story to the apostles about what God's done through Saul, and I believe that God says this is about ordinary people doing ordinary things that have extraordinary consequences, and I so believe that that is the nature of this new era that God is taking us into. It's not really, I believe that this is not the era of the souls, if you like, it's the era of the Barnabases. And I want to encourage every one of us this is this really is a message for all of us uh, well, you can look on the story of, of someone like Saul can't you and kind of think well that's not me I could never be like that uh, I'm never gonna change the world in the way that Saul does or write the New Testament but you know what we can all be a Barnabas and Barnabas changes the root of the whole story um and It reminds me, actually, you know, we've been talking a lot recently about foundations, haven't we? And uh, From Elizabeth's prophetic word about going back to foundations. It reminds me of a a foundational word um, in this church, which some of you might remember. I don't know if um, many of you were around in the very early days of Swindon Family Church. There was a prophetic word that did the rounds a lot. June, June, you'll remember this, won't you? Um, God is putting on a huge production, we used to say don't write yourself out of the script and I just so believe that's a foundational message for us now that there's this huge production that God is putting on in these days activating the church Um, but it's through simple simple things which mean that we don't need to write ourselves out of the script and You know, not only is it through ordinary people doing ordinary things that have extraordinary consequences. But the other thing about this story that I love is that and I think that um, that speaks to us is that, you know, we have a really important role in in this, in one another's lives, in calling out these God moments, in calling out these God actions in one another's lives, because that's what Barnabas does. He's uh, going back to Acts 4. Uh, the thing the, the thing that um, Acts 4 tells us about Barnabas is that he's an encourager. His name means son of encouragement. And actually what Barnabas does here is he sees the work of God in somebody else's life and he calls it out effectively. He talks about it. And that's encouragement, essentially, isn't it? And it's such a powerful gift and such a gift that is absolutely vital in this age when we want to see the church activated. And we believe that's what God's doing in a new way. Uh, we have this role to play in making this happen each one of us this is every single one of us can be Barnabas's in this way whereby we see the work of God in somebody else's life we see what God is doing we identify it we encourage it we call it out we see gifts that God's put in one another we see the the things that God's doing with one another and we say this is what God's doing in you I want to call it out on encourage it I want to bless it I want to encourage you to do more of that. That's essentially what Barnabas does. It's kind of a prophetic gift at the end of the day. And actually, that that his name, Son of Encouragement, also has a, an element of son of prophetic about it. And actually, it's that prophetic gift. It's, it's revealing the truth of what God is doing, spotting the things that God is doing and calling it out. And I believe that we have such a key role in one another's lives, in this, especially in this moment and this new era of seeing what God is doing with one another, of seeing the work of God, seeing the hands of God in one another's lives, seeing the gifts of God at work, and calling it out, encouraging it, recognizing it, and be, and um, enabling one another in that way. Um, the great thing about Barnabas is, you know, he he doesn't re- he doesn't accept the received wisdom about Saul, which is that he's he's going to be out to get the church, that he's a bad guy. No, he sees what God is doing. And he and he goes out on a limb on that way. The other thing about Barnabas is that he's not worried about his own position. Um, It's not about where his part in the story. It's about recognising somebody else's part in the story. And of course, that's key later on um, where Barnabas and Saul actually go on to work together. But of course, Saul is the one that um, really gets gets the his name lights in that sense if you like and, and gets the profile but Barnabas isn't really worried about his own part in the story but sees what God is doing in somebody else and I just believe God wants to call us to that, he wants to call us to be Barnabases, to be encouragers, to be those who see what God is doing in somebody else's life and call it out and I believe that is going to be have a huge activating effect across the church in our day if we can do that um, it's not the culture that we're brought up in. It's not the culture that we're used to. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're uh, in many ways around us. We're we're taught to be cynical, aren't we? And to, to be critical and to be judgmental, maybe. That that often is the culture in which we find ourselves. And, you know, personally, I find this massively challenging and something that God's just bringing me up on short at the moment. And uh, there's different areas with different ones of us, I think, at this moment, isn't there, where we're being called to repent, and to examine our hearts, and I think this is one of those areas where we just need to um, look at how we're looking at other people, and how how we, what eyes we see other people through, do we see other people through Jesus's eyes, do we see them as Jesus sees them, and see what God is doing in them, and do we recognize that, and honor it, and call it out, because I believe that that's what God wants us to do um, in this day, and I think the effects of that will be huge as we kind of if we can all get into that mode and uh, let us let let me give this I guess as a final challenge really as in the days ahead where obviously the thing that we're talking about a lot at the moment isn't it is getting back to gathering in person and to seeing one another in one another's homes and being able to um, encounter one another face to face more and more yes Robert's cheering in the background there always a great champion of that but listen can we go back to meeting one another face to face can we go back with a new mindset of see of looking for what God God is doing in one another of recognizing the hand of God in one another of identifying that and calling it out and not seeing the other stuff there'll be lots of other stuff that um that we see in one another's lives you know we're we're messy broken individuals aren't we in many ways but there's things that each of us Uh, In each of our lives that God is doing gifts that he's given, things that he's activating, um, things that uh, that where he wants to use us just in our ordinary lives, in our ordinary streets, in our ordinary workplaces. And our job, I believe, as fellow um, brothers and sisters in the body of Christ is to recognize those things and call them out and encourage them and be prophetic in that way. Um, so that the church comes alive in this moment. So can we can we set our minds on that, that we're going to be those who encourage and bless and call out the work of God in one another um, as we see in one another increasingly in the days ahead? Let's be barnabas in this era, ordinary people who's, who have... By doing ordinary things, see extraordinary consequences. We've seen some of that in the stories I believe that we shared today, and uh, that it, that is the new era. This this is not an era. Do you know what this this new era is not about platform led church? This is not about leader. This is about Barnabases in our streets and workplaces and ordinary f- and families and ordinary lives being who God's made us to be, and recognizing and encouraging that in one another. Amen. Amen. Do I pray or do you want to do something different, Cole? No, you pray. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, uh, let's just uh, lift ourselves to God. Let's open our hands. Let's come before him. And I just want to particularly speak right now to those whose instinct would be to write themselves out of the script and say, well, yeah, God does things without that. We've heard stories. God does those are the kind of people, the ones who spoke. They're the they're the kind of people that God does things. With. It's it's that's that's not the truth. Let's get rid of that lie at this moment and say no. We're all those kind of people that God can do things with. Barnabas did something incredibly ordinary, and yet the consequences in the kingdom were huge. And Lord, I just want to pray that you would. Uh, remove that untruth from our lives that God isn't going to do something with me that he isn't going to use me in a a conversation he isn't going to use me to unlock something in somebody else he isn't going to use me to um, love somebody in a way that opens their eyes to Jesus oh he might use somebody else but not me Lord, Lord I pray that you would change that mindset in us and I pray also that you would change the mindset in us Lord that um in the way that we look at those around us and our fellow brothers and sisters in your body, Lord. I pray that we would see your hand at work in new ways. I pray that you would point that out to us, Lord, and that we would be bold and courageous in encouraging one another, in calling out the work of God, in pushing one another on uh, into exploits, however small, in our ordinary lives, Lord, that advance your kingdom and point to who you are in the days ahead. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.